0: From the protectors of the internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. It's the PKO Podcast with Carl and Dana. Welcome to the PKO Podcast, sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Justice, Division of Criminal Investigation Wisconsin ICAC Task Force. I'm Carl.
1: And I'm Dana. Uh, Not only are we going to have a mouthful of our introduction today, we're also going to have a nice long introduction for our guests, who we're super excited to have on the podcast. Um, today, we have Joe Laramie joining us from the National Criminal Justice Training Center. He is the program manager for the Missing and Exploited Children's Training and Technical Assistance Program. Hi, Joe. Welcome.
2: Thank you, and glad to be
1: there. Did I catch all that? Did I get it right?
2: You got it all correct.
1: Excellent. Okay. Uh, so, I'm really excited about this. I think this is a—I think that the message that you um, provide— in your trainings and your presentations out there is a really good one to share with parents. And so what we're doing today is we're talking kind of about the the beneficial side of technology and how that needs to be incorporated into things, correct? That's correct. All right, let's roll. Do you want to do kind of a little intro of the information that you like to share? Sure. Sure.
2: First thing is is that, that the technology is neutral. In other words, what happens online is all pretty much going to be based upon the individuals who are involved in the actions online. So um, uh, not all technology is bad and not all technology is good, but it can have some absolutely positive uses. Um, as an example, you're connecting with family and friends every day through social media. You know, you're able to research and, and learn things that maybe you didn't know before. I mean, how many of us learn things on YouTube that, that we didn't have access
1: Yeah, Carl um, um, talks all the time about how he learns how to do stuff around the house with YouTube.
0: Yeah, I put up a, a screen door <laughs> with YouTube.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I learned how to fix my um my leaking faucet the other day and and I'm learning how to play the guitar right now and all of this is coming from from the skills that someone else has posted online
1: to help me. Yeah, when we go out and do our presentations to parents and to community members, I think that's some we always start with that, the idea that um, things aren't that different. It's just a, a larger platform for kids. Um, but then I think when we start talking about the risks out there, sometimes that gets a little bit uh, scary for people when we talk about all the different risks that that are out there online.
2: And our natural reaction is to shut it down, to yeah, control it, and to um, make sure that there's nothing that they can ever do that would harm them. Well, that's uh, a a really um, a simplistic idea, and it's not realistic for our kids to to control everything that they do all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we were just talking about some of the um, the monitoring apps that are out there for subscription, for purchase, f- um, for parents to get to monitor their kids' phones, and and how there's different schools of thought on that, whether or not it's a good move or not.
2: Well, I certainly have a very strong opinion on this issue. That's what we were saying I, too. <laughs> I um, I am a very much of a proponent of not spying on your children. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there are some tools that parents can use and should use to protect their children, particularly when they're small, as they're learning how to use this technology. And as they get older and older and older, we should be giving them more and more access to be able to handle things on their own, but with a very strong message of responsibility. You are responsible for what you do online. Um, I think that the, uh, the best analogy I've ever come up with is that if you're you know, allowing your child to get in your car and drive your car out of your driveway and go off with their friend, do you put a secret camera in there to see what they're doing when they're out with their friends? Or you just let them go after you've had a long conversation and many conversations about what your expectations are. I think that's a
1: yeah. I think that's a really good comparison. And and kind of on the flip side of that, if you if you go the other route, you run the risk of monitoring, monitoring, monitoring up until they hit, let's say, eighteen, and then all of a sudden it's a free for all without any of that guidance or monitoring, and then you run the risk of a a lot of um, potential. Um, bad things happening because all of a sudden they have a lot of freedom that they're not used to knowing how to manage.
2: Sure. And how many parents um, have found that when their child goes off to college that they struggle with just being able to get to class every day because they were never given the responsibility of of doing things on their own. Everything was done for them at home. And you have to teach your kids to be responsible and to be able to take control of what they can do. Um, We can't be there every day to say, don't hit that send button, Um, but we can be there every day to talk to them about what they should be hitting the send button
0: about. Yeah, that's a good thought. I have a 10 and an eight-year-old and you're kind of making me laugh here while you're saying this because I get the kids breakfast every morning and their vitamins (laughs) and their school bags packed and their clothes are laid out and Yeah. So I I'm, I'm with those parents that my going, kids are going to struggle. They're
1: not going to college <laughs> tomorrow though. So
2: There is quite a bit of difference between a 8 and 10 year old and a 16-, um, 17 and 18 year old. I, but and, I could, and, I could And you're going to learn.
0: I could see myself carrying this through for a few years yet though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just that I don't want to call myself controlling, but I want to make sure everything is set. <laughs>
2: and you know, I I, I, um, I was at a training conference recently where um, they, there were some speakers that that were on a panel that were from companies that they all oh, these guys owned these companies that that had monitoring software, and there were two opposing views. One of them was a company who who said, "I have small children, and I think that this monitoring software and control." Um, uh, safety controls for uh, my small children is really good. But as they get older, I'm going to pull it off of the system and um, give them responsibilities. Then there was another person who talked and said, I'm going to you know, put this on this software on my kids' phones, and I'm going to know who they call. I'm going to know every text that they make. I'm going to know every single website that they go to on their phone, and I'm going to control their lives and And I found that um that the control part is um truly unrealistic because once the the kids realize that they 'll just use their friends phone right
1: yeah, yeah. good
0: point. Do you see or hear or even have experience with these parents that have these uh monitoring apps and stuff? do you see a difference in attitude with the kids are they bullied more are they your peer pressured more or do, are they more defiant towards their parents when it comes to electronics or tech devices i i just i guess i could see how you know a, a teenager or tween would have these monitoring apps on there and feel like parents don't trust them or their friends would make fun of them because well, your your parents watch everything you do. You know we don't we don't have that, or you know something to that effect.
2: Well, there are some there are some kids who will will say, you know, I just go along with what my parents do, and my parents control my life. Um, sadly, but there there are some who, as you say, rebel against it, and um, it's it's the rebellion that um, I find to be the most concerning simply because if, if we went at it as a parent with our kids in a different way, where we had conversations with them and we talked to them and we checked on them, and I'm talking about checking on them, not spying on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, here, here's a, an anal- another analogy. If you, if you had uh, uh, someone come to your home and visit your kids, they walk in the door. You're gonna you're gonna greet them. You're gonna say hello. Nice to see you. How you been? How's your mom? How's your dad? How's your team? How's school? Whatever it is, you're gonna have, you're gonna engage in a, in a brief conversation. And then your 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 kid and this other person is going to go off and, and play. And after a period of time, you're going to go check on them. And you're say, hey, can I can I get you anything? Do you want to stay for dinner? Did you call your mom and let her know that you're where you are? Um, and what are you doing as a parent? You're stepping into their world. You're checking on them. But you're not hanging out with them. Right. Um, you're not participating in all of their activities. Um, and, and think of what it would be like if your son or daughter had a friend come and visit and you decided that you're just going to sit in the same room with them. The
0: whole time. That would not work.
1: That's what Carl would do.
2: (laughs) It certainly could be an issue.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I again think that's a wonderful comparison to kind of um, point out this perspective on things. Do you, Joe, do you have specific uh, recommendations, I guess, for parents on how to go about some of these things, how to kind of look at it from this aspect and maybe? Um, get themselves to pull back a little bit?
2: Well, I think it all starts with talking to your kids. Mm-hmm. And when you talk with your kids, it, it shouldn't be just a one-time deal. It should be um, uh, re- repetitive. Um, I, my, my best analogy is a driving lesson where a um, parent teaches their kid how to drive. They, they teach them how to make the car go forward and backward and left and right to teach them about the rules of the road, what the signs mean, what those lines on the road mean, the, um, all of the, the details that go along with making it safe to, to drive that car. But the most important thing that a parent does is that they have a conversation with their child about what they expect that they're going to do with the car. And do they have it just one time? No, they have it many times. Mm. I had a parent tell me, I got all this extra time in the car with my kids when I taught them how to drive that I never would have had if I hadn't have taught them how to drive and was able to talk to them about what I expected of them, not only in the driving part, but in their life part. So it's those conversations where you're breaking down some barriers and making it easier to communicate. And, and, and there's another tip. Parents will sit in a room with their child and their kid texting someone. So it's like being on the phone with them. They're not talking, they're just texting. But, they're, but they're, it's, it's the analogy is being on the phone. Well, if that child called your house, you would say, hey, how you doing? Just like when they came to visit, you would still have a conversation with them. And then you would hand the phone off to your child. Well, if your kid's texting with someone, why don't you say, hey, who are you texting with? Oh, Mom, it's just silly. Can I say hi? Not a chance, Mom. Not a chance. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> um, but you should be asking, and you should be, you know, um, communicating about it. Mm-hmm. All I want to do is say hi, you know. What's, uh, that's it. It's, it's stepping into the world and stepping back
0: out. So it's essentially just trying to instill values similar to the driving. You're trying to instill safety concerns and, you know, watch your speed, the values of your life, <laughs> getting in a car accident, much like that, instilling the values of being safe online uh, is similar. Have those conversations. Do you, feel, do you feel like in some ways parents are a little uncomfortable to talk to their kids about this because quite honestly, most of it's sexual in nature, you know, the dangers that we have online, uh, where it comes to, you know, sexual exploitation or, you know, sending, you know, pictures back and forth. Uh, Do you feel parents may feel a little bit uncomfortable talking about this?
2: I think they do. And I think they're intimidated because their kids, they feel like their kid knows so much more about the technology than they do. Mm. Um, And I just try to, I try to take it to um, where it's not about the technology, it's about the parent.
1: Yeah, so speaking of that, um, one of the questions that we get a lot, or one of the things that we bring up, is the idea that if, if there needs to be a punishment instilled, You know, what are some thoughts on that? Because when technology was just starting, it was always like, well, you take away the phone or you take away the charger or that sort of thing. And we know that that's not really realistic anymore just because of all the different places that they might have access to the Internet. I mean, do you have thoughts on what can we use to kind of, um, you know, show consequences for some of these actions that, that aren't what we're trying to teach?
2: Well, I think it might be not completely taking it away as it is maybe limiting it. Mm Um, it's, um, it's not much different than when, um, when I was disciplined as a child and I was grounded. Well, I, um, I may have been grounded, um, for a couple of days or, you know, I couldn't go out with my friends or I couldn't use the phone, you know, um, kind of thing. Um, taking some things away is not necessarily a bad thing. But eliminating something which is such a strong, powerful aspect of a child's life and completely removing it might be overly um, difficult to get your message across and and have a positive influence on your child. Mm -hmm. So it might be, um, all right, well, we're going to limit the amount of time that you have access to.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good idea.
0: Yeah, rather than just you know cold turkey, it you're not playing on this anymore. I mean, that, right, I could see that right. being defiant. And then on top of that, school related things. Uh, a lot of the schools are tech based now,
1: right? You need the internet access to be able to do homework, and right. Projects and things like that. Mm-hmm. Sure,
2: sure. And the the idea that um, that maybe you you um, also make sure that your your kid has access to to these. These devices during reasonable times, and be apparent about those unreasonable times. Um, removing them access to their phone during the middle of the night. You know why would it? Uh, why would you be mad at your son or daughter for a friend texting them at 2 a.m. Um, waking them up when you actually allowed them to have that phone there, where somebody else was responsible for waking
1: them up. Right. Right. Yeah, those tech-free times and tech-free zones in the house are very important. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think we're kind of getting toward the end of things here. So if you have any last um, thoughts you want to share, if you have resources or a website that you want to share, I think this is a really great time to kind of plug that for, for parents to be able to look at more information.
2: Well, one of my favorite um, places for parents to learn about the media in a variety of ways is called Common Sense Media. And Common Sense Media um, um, provides information to parents so that they can make informed decisions about their child's use of the
1: technology. I love that that's what you shared because we use that a lot with the podcast. We use that for the the parent reviews that they provide on some of the apps that we see um, within our daily work. So that's awesome. Uh, So I guess, parents, you can also connect with us, as we always mention, um, at ProtectKidsOnline, wi.gov. We are always taking suggestions, comments, submissions on apps that you want to see us review on the podcast. Um, If you have guest ideas, that's how we got Joe to join us today. So um, that was an excellent addition to the podcast to be able to provide some of this information on parenting in a digital age, parenting in a technology age. Um, Carl, last thoughts it, here? It,
0: you know what? It's ever so changing. And Joe, we really appreciate you coming on here and giving some insight. I think sometimes the listeners get sick and tired of listening to uh, myself and Dana and our advice. So it's great to hear it from somebody else. We appreciate your time.
2: Um, I appreciate you uh, inviting me to be on. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Parents, thanks for joining us today and stay safe.